0: Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Super Horror Bros Podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Good, good. We are back again, back to talk about a movie that I was very interested in checking out actually. Um, mm. Kind of spoke about it last week, the uh, Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie. Um, yeah. I'll give this full Maybe title, title first, later, I don't have to keep fair. saying it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a very weird release, this one.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one. Um yeah, like sort of Netflix worldwide except for the UK. Um womp, womp. Yeah, which like I think it was Sky Cinema did some sort yeah. of deal with the movie, which is really weird. Um mm. Not really sure why. Like it's it's really weird especially because of the fact totally that the documentary bizarre. was on Netflix, but um mm. but yeah, we'll get into that later on. Um we do have some sort of other stuff to talk about there. And we'll I'm sure we'll do a little TV update and some other movies that we've seen. Um but first, there's some news. There's some interesting stuff this week, actually. Um, this first one kind of put it as the lead story, because if it is true, it is very exciting. But it's just the the fact that the, the facts of it are so shady. Um, but kind of right, have been reporting that a uh, new sort of big budget cinema release reimagining of Hellraiser um, is apparently being written and fast tracked. Um, Don't. Don't tease us, guys. (laughs) We do a
1: good Hellraiser movie. We really are. (laughs) I've watched so many bad Hellraiser movies now that they Mm. they have to throw me a freaking bone. Yeah. Like, so far in the last, like, I don't know how many years, we've had one good trailer. That's about it for Hellraiser movies.
0: Yeah, like they've just, it it was crazy how quickly they went shit and then just stayed that way for so long um, (laughs) without anyone really trying. And and so this seems like the first attempt in a while to obviously get a big uh, reimagining rather than just, oh, look, here's another, you know, crime procedural drama that happens to have. Here's another
1: Hellraiser with a weird word at the end of it.
0: Yeah, so like again, I'm not really putting too much to this because the the information is just so flaky at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, we heard about it a few years back with Pascal Lauger being attached to Pinhead uh, on Hellraiser, um, which obviously would have been amazing. Like, I still would love, love, love that to happen. Um, I think it's just a match made in heaven, but I feel like that that time came and went sadly. I
1: I feel like now it's going to be our boy Fede. You know, he's going to yeah. get back into horror. He can give him a bit of a budget. Another remake. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's where my money's going, guys
0: well i would not say that (laughs) and
1: and all my hope (laughs) yeah (laughs) mostly hope
0: i really i really do think fede is gonna do a sequel next i don't know why i just i really feel like it's either gonna be evil dead if they can do it or don't breathe which is kind of like don't really just sit in there waiting for him to make it obviously it seems like a way easier movie to make um i would obviously much rather him do evil dead too um but yeah we shall see on that one um This next one is really cool because it's a a sequel to a sort of movie and franchise that we haven't, I don't think, talked about on the podcast. Um, It's regarding The Collector. Um, Yeah, Yeah, this came out of nowhere, man. Yeah, so The Collector um, with its sequel, The Collection. um, And then since then, I think the sequel was 2012. um, Nothing about this franchise. and. I don't know if we ever talked about it. I don't know if it was a forgotten horror at some point. It was so long ago now at this point. Because it feels like this would have been a perfect Forgotten Horror. Because we love these movies. Um Yeah, it sounds
1: like we dropped the ball if we didn't, but that is Forgotten <laughs> Horror, which I feel like we probably didn't.
0: That's the great thing about them. You always yeah. forget them. Um but, Yeah, I
1: loved I love the first movie so much. Yeah.
0: It's it's absolutely it's like, awesome. It fantastic. Man. And so yeah, this story is this is official. It was the the director uh tweeted about it saying that the collector free um is coming. Um mm. With sort of some artwork. And so, yeah, hopefully we'll hear more about this. No release date or anything like that. Um, but sort of Patrick Milton and Marcus Dunstan, who co wrote both the first two films, wrote this as well um, with Dunstan as the director. And they, they wrote a bunch of the Saw sequels, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was sort of the middle ones, like Four, Five, and Six. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I think it was Four, Five, and Six, which is mad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I remember that was sort of why this movie was on our radar originally back when yeah. it came out. Obviously,
1: because um, I've I've seen the second collector movie, but hmm. I can't remember anything about it. Yeah, I remember thinking it was a disappointment in comparison to kind of the first movie and a hype that goes into a sequel of the movie we like so much. But I I, I didn't hate it as well. Like I yeah, I definitely want to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I remember being like, oh, that was a fine um, sequel. And other than that, mm. I couldn't remember. I remember the ending, and I don't want to spoil it, but it had a really mm. cool ending. Uh, I can't remember that. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it was a nice little mm. twist on kind of the formula at that point. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, the first movie, I, def- I definitely want to go, I'm definitely going to rewatch them both now, because yeah. I'm kind of thinking about them a lot. But yeah, the first movie's movie is a Bill. Mm, um such a cool concept for people that don't really know about it like just look it up and uh, like check out our trailer and definitely watch it if you haven't um but yeah i'm pumped for this hopefully this is this year because we'll definitely check it out um another movie which is getting another sequel th- another third installment and is coming this year we kind of knew about this um there were some leaks uh, on sort of facebook earlier on this year um mm-hmm. regarding hell house llc um mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of officially been announced now. It is uh Shudder production, so much like the second movie, um, they have picked it up. Um, it will premiere exclusively on Shudder later this year. Um, no word yet on UK release, so <laughs> hold your breath for that one.
1: I I was not going to say anything.
0: No, no, let's just move on about that. But yeah, Hell House, another yeah. one. Well, I'm down Hell for yeah. another one. Um,
1: yeah, those movies are cool. Like, yeah, definitely. Again, like, like both of them, so... yeah uh know, yeah, we just missed the first one for the show but we caught the second one for the show mm. and we've definitely talked a lot about the first one on the show
0: yeah the first one was great um yeah but yeah, the thing about, especially the collection more, cause obviously that's more hype and it's kind of, uh, more out of left field. But Hell House mm. ll Free, uh, Hell House LLC, um, I like the fact that we're getting these kind of the smaller releases. Cause obviously for us, it's like the big releases are the ones that we look forward to throughout the year, mostly the big cinema releases and like the Fright Fest stuff. But mm. I like that we get these, we're starting to get these franchises that are very much just on demand franchises that we get to look forward to. Yeah, it's um, cool. Like, I feel like that's the place where I'd love, like, VHS to come back. and, and oh, other stuff VHS. like VHS. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, Tell you what, though, there's...
1: I watched ABC's A Death again the other week. And... What,
0: the first one?
1: <laughs> yeah, that movie yeah. is still weird.
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Oh, I think you've forgotten how weird those movies are, man. <laughs> like, the first half of the alphabet, you kind of remember, but my mm. God, it goes places towards the other part. Oh, my God, there's some stuff in that movie.
0: <laughs> so you got through the whole thing? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, one second
0: thing. <laughs> wow yeah why did you watch that
1: i don't know (laughs) because i brought it on blu-ray
0: really yeah can't believe they made that on blu-ray but then they didn't release like vhs2 (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) when you see that on blu-ray you have to buy it the other thing that i kind of loved about it was it was the same uh uk distributor that did uh 31
0: Oh, nice. So
1: I respect those guys.
0: Yeah. That's a hell of a niche. Um, <laughs> that, is,
1: that is one hell of a niche. Uh,
0: this next news story, uh, unfortunately, isn't as exciting as the last two. Um, it is the much-delayed movie, The New Mutants, uh, has, in fact, got another delay. Womp um, womp. Yeah. So if you were looking forward to seeing it in August this year, then you're going to be waiting until April 2020. <laughs> that's mad. Yeah, it's insane. That is a full two-year delay now because the original release date was April 2018. (laughs) Um, So a movie which was done, finished, ready to go. Hey, at least,
1: you know, they just want it to be on my upcoming horror movie list every year, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. Three years in a row.
0: Is it going to be the new Death House? It is Indeed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just sad, man. Like, because this movie yeah. had so much potential, and I remember the first time seeing the trailer, being like, "Oh, this looks so cool!" And it's like a horror movie version of a superhero film. I know. It's just mad. It I tell it like what's also
1: mad when you when you looked at that slate and realized that Disney just own everything.
0: Yeah, they really do.
1: I, I I completely overlooked the fact that they now have Avatar. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't realize that until today. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, they own like- that."
0: There was like well. a couple of horror movies on there as well, where it's just like, yeah, they yeah. just they own some production companies that also make yeah. horror movies. So they're like, just gonna have
1: horror movies, you know, Indiana Jones. They're just gonna casually just pop one of those out. Like, mm. Disney are mad anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that's a so conversation yeah, that's pretty for another sad. day. Yeah, that's a pretty maybe sad when we're one.
1: New mutants.
0: We yeah, if we ever do, or like episode two hundred, maybe at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much the last sort of major news story. There was a couple of trailers that dropped in the last week, but I haven't actually had a chance to watch either of them yet. Um, there was the first one for um, Alexander Adja's Crawl. Um, mm. The first trailer came out for that. People seem really hyped about it, which is awesome. Um, but I haven't got around yeah, to checking it sounds that. Cool. Out. Um, and then there was another movie called The Lodge. I don't know if you've seen this one. No, um, I don't think I have. I, I need to. I want to watch the trailer because it wasn't one that I was really aware of. But I think it was kind of you know did the festival circuit earlier this year. Generates some and buzz, someone obviously bought it for distribution later this year. Um and yeah, it is coming in 2019. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, is it, is this gonna be like this year's hereditary or this year's witch? Which is always such mm. huge words to put on like an indie horror movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely want to check that one out. So that one's out there for people to see. Um Sounds this cool. last one as well is just a small update because this will probably be our lead news story next week, I have to imagine. Um that sort of this thursday um at noon i think uh mm-hmm. is it i think it's pacific it time or eastern yeah, time I
1: don't, I don't know what time zone
0: it's uh, 5 p.m. uk time uh we will be seeing finally the first trailer for it chapter 2 oh
1: the hype is real
0: <sighs> i can not i honestly cannot wait like this this trailer to me is one that i've been looking forward to for a long ass time just because of the fact of I need to see it. I need to see it in motion. Yeah. It's a trailer. We get I feel to see like I'm
1: characters gonna... again, we get to see the new yeah. roles and kind of finally get to see what they kind of look like and feel. Mm. Yeah, get a bit of a feel for,
0: I need to just uh, watch it once. And then I won't, it was not a movie that I need to see much more of. Cause obviously I'm already in, but I, ne- I need to see it once just to be like, okay, these actors fit these roles. Like I could... cause yeah. it's hard to visualize it from obviously just hearing about who's playing which character or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but my God, I cannot wait. Um, I'm just ready for it to take over the world again. Like, it was such a huge... People forget how massive that movie was. <laughs> I know, was. I know. Like, the biggest breakout horror hit ever, obviously. And, yeah, I yeah. can't wait for that to happen all over again later this year. I
1: can't wait to see McAvoy more than anything.
0: Yeah, that's going like, to be very cool. Yeah,
1: because that guy is on awesome. fire in the genre. So, I just can't wait to see what he can do.
0: Well, this time next week, we shall be talking about it. Um, Hell yeah. And then this one is a, a little cheeky uh, hype train update for you. Ooh. Um because in fact, he, Rob Zombie is also t- teasing a trailer once again. Yeah, um, he, he posted "Just give like, us a
1: trailer, Rob. You could just do
0: it. You just, <laughs> you just got click a button, bro. You could literally put it on your Instagram with all this other stuff." Um, yeah, I mean, he's he,
1: accidentally going to put "Free from the Hell" on there at some point. Let's yeah. be
0: honest. Like
1: he, <laughs> for a short period of time, it'll be yeah. On
0: there. If there's like a premium Instagram or something, that should definitely be where he just puts it up for sale. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, he posted this, this short post with a, it was a behind the scenes video and I was like, oh, okay. Is this like a free from hell thing? And I was like, no, it's just a sort of one from devil's rejects um, where he says that it's been 15 years since doing the devil's rejects. I wasn't sure if we could recapture the special vibe with free from hell, but guess what we did a free from hell trailer coming soon. Oh, um, so fingers crossed, we're going to be talking about two very exciting trailers. Maybe we we'll just dedicate it, it to, to the trailers next week.
1: <laughs> yeah confirms uh, next week week of trailers exactly i mean i mean as we've as you've said about trailers obviously another trailer dropped this week which mm. isn't horror related but <laughs> did did just uh boil the blood slightly and we've talked about it a hell of a lot on this show and i feel like it's only right to briefly bring this up mm. um obviously a new trailer for spider-man far from home came out now before we get into it we will not be talking any spoilers for anything um I just wanted to briefly touch upon how outrageous this trailer is. That Mm. We are, what, less than two weeks removed from Endgame coming out? Yeah. And Marvel felt right to release a trailer, albeit with a good spoiler warning at the start, Mm. that just completely um, spoils the end of Endgame and kind of, you know, where the universe was at. And to be honest with you, it makes no sense. Like, I, I enjoyed the trailer, but I was no more hyped for Spider-Man than what I was from the first trailer. I and I actually preferred the first trailer more. Um, you know, and I just felt like, why give us the stuff that you've spoiled in the trailer? Those would have been cool, cool moments in the movie. It's not going to sell any more tickets. And for a film that you know 2 weeks ago the directors were putting out an open letter saying don't spoil the end game mm. and then their own studio has just spoiled it in a trailer like you know we we've we've spoke a bit about like the sort of money that this movie's brought in but it's already the second highest grossing film of all time and it's hot on the heels to become the highest um and something like this can in my mind only damage it like mm. it can't it can't help the repu- you know help the hype like if people are sitting on the fence but are fans and just wanting to wait for things to die down and then just threw on this trailer and and could have you know like i say there was a spoiler warning but you know it's over pretty fast and the second the trailer begins it goes straight into full spoiler territory i just think it's mad yeah and really frustrating that something like that has come out
0: it was really crazy, and especially when you Express- when, yeah. when you think about a spoiler warning, people could take that in different ways. So, like you could yeah. you could see that warning and think, "Oh, okay, maybe they're just being you know aggressive and they they don't want to show you stuff on Spider Man." But then, within two seconds of the trailer yeah. starting, you're like, "Oh, there's the End Game ending done." Yeah, and it's just like it is so unnecessary. What what yeah. was weird was obviously before this trailer came out. The Russo brothers were saying, you know, talking about the spoiler ban, you know, j- jokingly, yeah. but obviously, you know, they did a really good job, I think, cuz even though yeah, there was spoiler stuff out there, it did get like, lifted, didn't it? Like yeah there so was they, a, there was a they said embargo like almost. the 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 official ban or the, or the unofficial ban or whatever is being lifted on Monday. Yeah. And it was like bring on the spoilers. And I, was, and I saw that and thought that's really disappointing cuz I was like can't yeah. we just keep it forever? Like if people want to talk spoilers they will, but yeah. I feel like in my case, I feel like most conversations aren't better because of it. People People are just going to talk about what actually happens and not really give their thoughts and feelings yeah, on the movie exactly. which I prefer. so that was already odd and then the fact of and then as soon as the trailer dropped and i saw it i was like oh okay that's why they've said it because there's obviously this yeah. hugely spoilerific trailer and yeah i completely agree with you so unnecessary um
1: it adds nothing to spider-man real... either you know th- those moments would have been fantastic in the movie but i i didn't you know, i know i'm so totally gutted. they weren't the, needed like, in the, the trailer seen yeah like and... i've seen
0: so much of that movie now which is a shame because like i obviously coming off of endgame i'd said on that when our brief discussion like oh yeah it's hard for me to get motivated for spider-man but obviously i'd have still seen it um mm. and that movie would have wowed me given how much it is now linked to endgame in a way that i yeah. wasn't expecting no exactly that uh, and now cool. like that trailer so the yeah, the trailer itself i thought was amazing horror. like it, it yeah. got me really hyped, like more hyped for Spider-Man than I was, but I'm actually gutted now that I've seen it, because I was like, oh, okay, that, now the hype has passed, and now I've yeah. got to wait two months to then see a movie that I already know a lot is going to happen. Yeah,
1: I guess um, that's why for me, I already had the hype, so I didn't need it, and I just kind of, yeah. we spoke a lot, obviously, about the endgame trailer, and how that was perfect and how Mm. it didn't ruin anything it was the fact that we were 20 minutes into Endgame and we'd pretty much seen everything that was in the trailer and I just we applauded them for such a fantastic well done job and then Spider-Man does the exact opposite the thing that we hate most it's just such a shame that they've taken a step backwards in the space of three weeks
0: yeah it's really bizarre I don't know why they've done it
1: you know I felt like it needed we needed a rant on that because no I mean it's an ongoing topic a lot and it's It's important when the studio does well, we give them credit, and then when the same studio massively fucks up, and yeah, anyone that's seen Endgame, don't watch Spider-Man trailer, like, even if you've seen it, because it'll be way more fun going into Spider-Man not knowing the stuff that's in that trailer
0: yeah and even the like it spoils obviously Endgame game completely but i think it, it spoils at least the first two-thirds of that of spider-man <laughs> agreed <laughs> because there are so yeah. many reveals in that trailer where i'm like why are you showing me this why are you showing these yeah. characters interacting in this way like um yeah. yeah like it's it's an awful awful trailer it's the worst one they put out in a very long time in regards yeah. to spoilers yeah um definitely but yeah these topics will always be discussed for us because spoilers and trailers are two of the things that we get the most irked about i think yeah um especially trailers like they're out of yeah. control um but yeah, should we should we talk about this week's film? I don't even think I even actually saw a trailer for this one. Was there a trailer? No, there was, wasn't there? A few like,
1: yeah, there was one. I remember ago. seeing the trailer. Yeah, one. yeah, because uh, you couldn't get a vibe what the film was going to be about. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you actually going to say the the name of the film at least once? Just once. Yeah, Just do let's it do it, it
0: now. <laughs> so yeah, we are going to discuss extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. yeah, obviously, as we discussed last week, um, I just watched the documentary, so I was very hyped for this movie. Um, It's very linked to the movie and we'll kind of get to that. But um, obviously the same filmmaker, the same director. um, It was very much you can kind of see the DNA of him learning more about Ted Bundy and being like, (laughs) oh, you know what? I should probably make a biopic about this. Um, He's like,
1: I'm so deep at this point. I'm I might as well make a film about it.
0: Yeah, and it very much, you know, if you've seen the documentary, you've probably seen this movie, except it's just a dramatization yeah. of that documentary. It doesn't really stray too far away from that. Um, but no, yeah, it's well,
1: amazing. I've only seen like half of the documentary so far, and I, I will watch the rest, but like, yeah, it's amazing. You <laughs> like, already if have, really, if you've seen yeah, this film, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Um,
0: but, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do you give a synopsis for this one? It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the big thing Have about Have you this heard is of Ted Bundy? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard of a guy called Ted Bundy um hmm. and a guy called Zach Efron? Yeah. What happens if you mash the two together?
0: You get um, this movie. That's what we
1: get in this movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, Zach Efron kind of getting the part of Ted Bundy was something that we were quite excited about. We thought he could do a good job of it. Yes, um, very We've nice. now seen this um, and can kind of see what we think. Um as you've already said, kind of the directed by um, Joe Berlinger who kind of did um, the, the Ted Bundy documentaries you've already said, but um, the fantastic kind of paradise lost documentaries as well. And kind yeah, of mostly um, a
0: documentarian first. He had, yeah. I think he's done a couple of other movies, um, but mostly a documentarian.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but you know, those two are great, great documentaries that, that you should definitely mm. check out. Um, and then, yeah, the, kind of this movie basically centers around um, the life of Ted Bundy. Um, very much kind of the life, not the the crimes so much, more the, the effect. And then obviously um, going into his incarceration and trial and tri- tribulations throughout kind of <laughs> when he's captured. Um, and, you know, that sort of thing. And also kind of goes heavily into his... Um, relationships um kind of something that the until kind of the documentary you know i I obviously knew of what ted bundy had done and kind of his crimes and that but i didn't realize kind of the 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 relationships he'd had with with women and kind of was so close to them i find i find that so hard to imagine um Mm. and this movie kind of goes into that and how he kind of did have these really close relationships um and yeah, just you know, the life of Ted Bundy. Really, I mean, uh, there's not much more you can say other than that um, yeah. in terms of what this beastie is about.
0: Um, I, I remember think... sort of being sold on it prior to it was that their their hook, and we can talk about whether or not this is actually the approach that they gave in the end. But they were mm. telling us that this was basically the story of Ted Bundy, but through his girlfriend's eyes, mm. um, his sort of long-time girlfriend Liz. Her name is, isn't it? Um, yeah, who kind of. You know, she was with him for a long time, was kind of like yeah. this, this loving relationship. But then as he's getting uh, more linked yeah. with these crimes, she, she, she starts has sort of being driven old. away from him.
1: Yeah, exactly. She has, she's kind of like has a, like, uh, yeah, about two year old when she, when she, you know, she first gets with Ted Bundy. So kind of like he almost raises this tri- child pretty mm. much. Um, she's kind of a teenager when the crimes kind of get unearthed. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think what I would say is this movie basically centers around this um, life, like, this life of Ted Bundy, not so much the sadistic side. And it's kind of, it's almost like everyone knows what Ted Bundy did, but, but it almost kind of plays it a little bit like... Is this guy like the monster that that you think he is? And I'm like, well, yeah. well yeah, 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 he is. But it but it really does play on that kind of this other side that he had that was, you know, you, you would not have believed that he did the crimes he did, and kind of it focuses on that and then brings the crime in and kind of shows really Liz's struggle of coming to terms with it and kind of. Initially, kind of standing behind her man, and then kind of as more and more of things kind of start to stack up, realizing you know the, the, the enemy that she'd been sleeping with basically, the monster that she'd let into her house and kind of coming to terms with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point to dive into this movie, really. Kind of our thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, like Um, this movie was an interesting one for me. Like I enjoyed it, um, pretty much in spite of it, I think, because (laughs) I don't, I don't think this is a great movie. Um, Mm. I think that it has a lot of problems. I think that pacing is a massive issue. Um, and I think that tone is a big problem as well, which we'll get to. Um, I think that it done some things that I enjoyed and the main thing being the obvious one, which was that I really wanted to see Zach's portrayal of Ted, and of course, that is the star. It's the reason why you'd watch this movie. Mm. Um, he is on screen a lot, thankfully, yeah. and I loved his performance. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I, and having now seen the movie, my main sort of overarching thought and I guess memory of this movie going forward would just be that I feel like Zach deserved better. Um, yeah, and and it, I just
1: I, I want Zach to now. Stay like, do a horror movie. I want, I want Zach to, <laughs> to, to be a psychopath in this horror movie because I think he could play well. I mean, that he's so just well.
0: perfect for this role as well because obviously he's like, obviously the reason why he gets like tied to him, movie like this is for the uncanny resemblance which is obviously a good starting point because you immediately believe it but obviously you know just looking like someone means absolutely jack shit if you can't act or you can't mm. portray a really charming person who also has this psychopathic element to them and he i think he did that so well and even though he has to be really um, well. <laughs> yeah he has to be really <laughs> contained for a lot of the mm. movie, um, which works, definitely. But it's the little moments when he's allowed to go off the leash is when this movie is at its best. And yeah. it's a shame those, that, that those only happens moments, a couple of times.
1: Yeah, they're so few and far between. Um, mm. you know, Very I think few and far between. The biggest, the biggest criticism of this movie is what I touched upon in the synopsis, really. That we all know what Ted Bundy did. It's mm. not like, you know, Joe is kind of telling this as a story through Liz's eyes and this realization of kind of what the monster he is. But like we we know this and kind of um, they kind of tease it in the first little bits. Kind of there's a scene where he's cooking breakfast and he has like this knife and it's quite menacing. Mm. And then we really get a giant chunk of the movie, which I found interesting, but where where Zach is playing the the innocent, you know, the 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 Bundy that's pretending to be innocent, and kind of characters are believing him. And I really wanted to just see that other side in moments because us as the audience knew what he is. We know the other characters don't, but we could still see some of that and really get into a performance from Zach. Um, which which yeah, I really felt like this movie was missing.
0: Um, I feel like that is how you like to me is how I'd perfectly describe this movie is that clearly Joe the director is coming mm. from the point of making the documentary and so he has seen loads of footage of actual Ted at the actual time and obviously at the time the main story of Ted Bundy throughout you know the initial arrest the numerous escapes the yeah it's too genuine isn't it. Well, it's 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 all of that
1: documentary.
0: Well, and all that stuff. Ted is portrayed in you know, and I say portrayed in 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 actual what he was actually like in real life as innocent. Mm. That was his Mm. thing. He was constantly until the very very end. Mm. And so he's clearly watched that, and that's what he's made a movie about. And I think that's a mistake because, like you say, we are watching this movie in 2019 when we know who Ted Bundy is and we know what he's done. And so it's Mm. hard to then watch a movie for a vast majority of it, where you're seeing this guy who's constantly protesting his innocence. It, it was it, kind it, of... That's what, that's what, uh, that's what Ted mm. was doing at the time. But watching that now as a movie, it's kind of like, why are you spending so... Like, I almost wish he took a bit more artistic license and was like, yeah, yeah we know that at the time Ted was uh, protesting his innocence, but we also know the fucked up shit he was feel, doing behind I feel like closed like that's
1: doors. that's problem because he was so entrenched in it because obviously... I think we spoke a bit about the documentary and why and the reason why I kind of dropped off it was because I found it too um, slow in revealing because we all know what what Bundy did. And and Mm. the documentary itself is like that where it really does kind of slowly peel back and kind of, you know, explores kind of the side of his innocence and everything else, and then kind of gives you to reveal that he is what we all know he is. Mm. And then this movie does the exact same thing. And I understand doing it with the documentary because he's telling a true story, but this, at the end of the day, um, did not need to be so biophic and could have, could have, like you say, had more artistic license and just shown us some of the stuff that kind of, you know, cause they do, Take liberties. We 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 get mm. a very small glimpse of Zach kind of committing the crime, and um you get that in the trailer as well. I think, yeah, and um, you know we don't know how that went down or anything like that, and that, you know that's kind of complete artistic license. But that's really what we wanted. And We wanted to see Zach kind of explore the ends of the scale, and he only really got to explore this one bit, and it was still. A, a captivating performance because for me I I enjoyed this film. It's one that kind of especially if us reviewing it for a horror podcast, it's kinda of like, well this, you know, this movie is something that you need to watch if you're interested in Ted Bundy and, you know, what Zach Efron can do. Don't watch mm. this if you want to watch a horror movie. Yeah. Um, because this this isn't. Um, you know, but I still found it fascinating and I really enjoyed the story. But in a in a world where Joe has released a very long documentary And now this movie, both are completely unnecessary. They do not intertwine like they should when one guy has made both.
0: Yeah, they don't um, pair well. I almost feel like at... I shouldn't have watched the documentary and I yeah. probably would have enjoyed this movie more. <laughs> yeah. Because this yeah. movie is so by the numbers based upon the documentary.
1: Yeah, and you know, that that is a weird thing where he almost kind of, it was almost like the documentary was research for this film, but then he kind of put it out there.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> this kind of six hour thing, and then was mm. like, oh, and I'm going to put out another two hour movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, and kind of when when that happens, when kind of you know, they run in tandem to each other but aren't from the same creators. It makes sense. But the fact that this guy was behind them both, I just kind of felt like, yeah, he could have explored the scale a bit more in this movie and, and, and you know, gone with it. Because at the end of the day, he knows Bundy so well mm. that I think he could have kind of really, you know, got, got it to great effect. Because when we do get to see Zack's turn of character, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it just if like you say, it felt like he was a slave to what he'd already put out, which is that mm. he he was so close to the documentary, and he's like, right, this is exactly what Ted was. He was always proclaiming his innocence, and he was this, and he was yeah. this, and that, and so that is what the movie became. Whereas and it was all we, to do
1: with the trial and the courtroom kind of frenzy. Yeah, and, and you know, and, well, because obviously that stuff th- is interesting, you know, but that clearly makes one. sense
0: because he had the most footage of that, didn't he? So it's yeah. kind of like that's why he would recreate that the most because that's the most uh, like the most of ted yeah. we ever saw in actual reality because this is Whereas, almost
1: word for word recreation at times yeah you know the the bit when kind of ted is first um recaptured and kind of shown to the press you know um zach pretty much just says word for word what ted bundy said and kind of the exact same tone and um you know uh, that was a real fascinating thing to see in terms of just looking at what zach can do as an actor mm. um which was fantastic
0: yeah this is why I think this my biggest the biggest downfall of this movie and it's a major criticism to have really about this movie is that he has the documentary he has all this footage and so his his attack his attack on this movie was okay let's recreate what we already have because we know that that's what ted was like so it's easy to emulate it whereas Mm. in my opinion i think that is the complete opposite of what i would want i would say if i was in his shoes i know this is way harder and it's a way bigger project but be like okay we have all of this footage of ted we know what he was like as a human being let's use our brains let's put some artistic license in and what was he like behind closed doors let's explore that more Mm. let's try and give zach you know show him all the footage. Tell him what the character is and then be like, Right, this is what you know, what do you think he this person is? We so
1: like? we so really got to see the the kind of veil lifted on yeah. Ted. You know, and when we did it was really good and it was almost like, you know, the build up for it and it it wasn't worth the payoff when we got so little of that. Mm. Um and you know, I think that's the thing that we really should have had. And like you say, the you know <sighs> It is. It, this movie is something that is enjoyable, but only if you haven't watched a documentary and if you kind of really want to see this. Mm. Whereas, actually, for someone that knew this character so well and was so entrenched, this could have been a, a damn sight better. And the yeah. fact that you've got someone like Zach Efron on board who did a fantastic performance as well, like you say, it's it's a shame for for him he didn't get kind of the role that he could have got here um yeah and it's
0: definitely worth not glossing over that either the fact that Mm. he he's not known for this like he's not he's not a dramatic actor he's not like a guy who does this sort of weird psychotic character like he you know was a teen heartthrob who's then successfully transitioned into comedy um and so to see him take something which i imagine his agent and anyone involved in was like why the hell are you doing this movie like it makes no sense Mm. so like i don't really know why he done it other than the fact that he really looks like him um but i'm really thankful He's like, that you he know did.
1: What? people call me ted my whole <laughs> life i'm gonna yeah. bloody become ted
0: <laughs> but it's it's amazing you know it really really it's one of the best performances i think we'll see all year mm-hmm. in a movie that is really forgettable and like that's yeah. a shame like this reminds me of some oscar bait type movies that i've watched where yeah like they yeah. win you know the award for acting and then everything else is so forgettable and this reminds me of that it's like the horror movie equivalent where it's like yeah it's it really a, this really boring drama that's kind of not that interesting because it's what mm. we've already seen in a documentary, but it has this amazing portrayal. Of I was going to say, I think,
1: I think that's probably the thing to to take away from it. People that are listening to this podcast and haven't seen the documentary will get a lot more from this. Mm. Um, because then if you don't know the ins and outs of it, if you don't know kind of what happened once he got gets captured, you don't know all the courtroom stuff. Like this is a good p- portrayal of that. And you get to see Zach Efron kind of doing a great performance if you've already seen the exact same thing in the documentary, then obviously it takes away from it significantly. But Mm. um, I think that's a good point, you know, for us to raise and kind of, you know, if people are curious about one or the other, um, I think this is the better option. I think, you know, you've got, you've got Zach who's fantastic. It's more of a concise, you know, this is a two hour instead of a six hour commitment. And it kind of, you know, I, it, it it does a great job of that it's just as a standalone movie and after watching the documentary yeah i was the same as you left left kind of disappointed
0: yeah it, it's telling to me that the best scenes in this movie by far are the scenes in which a camera in that world is not present you know so it's it's meeting liz it's um him becoming like the stepfather and their relationship growing which is obviously when ted wasn't a kind of celebrity of his time then obviously the movie transitions into the court case which was all filmed at the time and that's the least interesting part because we've already seen it we've already seen the actual ted on camera and then kind of towards the end you get more stuff with ted that we haven't ever seen and that stuff's brilliant again so i think this movie's bookended by the two best parts and it really drags in the middle that was kind of like my point with the pacing what i mentioned at the start i don't know about you but like this movie hits a brick wall in the middle somewhere and it kind of um, i was almost like is this actually gonna like do anything <laughs> like because it really slowed yeah. down i know um, what you mean i think once, i think to be honest once he that was point, just recreating every scene from the documentary
1: <laughs> yeah i think at that point i just i just knew what this movie was gonna be kind of the mm the almost the second we get into the courtroom stuff for the first time i was like oh no you're really just retelling me the story and i'm like okay mm-hmm. well i'm just going to watch it for this value my, you know my only hope that we we're going to get a bit more action but it just it it did never come and it is you know it's 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 a difficult one as well because obviously we we spoke about how this this movie is based off horrific crimes and horrific crimes that a man did and kind of you know them actually showing that in great detail. I don't know how I would feel about actually seeing that as well. You know, it's kind mm. of we we spoke about these movies that are coming about coming out about these guys, and I think that could have been part of the the thought process behind it—is let's explore the man and the story and not focus on the crimes. Um, and you know, I I can kind of see what he was trying to do there. It's just the fact that he's chucked out a documentary that did that, and I know we spoke about that so many times, but it's just. So weird to do both. Um,
0: well, it's a really good point, I and that, that's why I said it so cold. To start, I think the tone... Is is yeah. really off on this movie mm. because, at uh, on one hand, you're seeing this really realistic portrayal of a serial killer, which is always going to glorify it, no matter w- any way you yeah. try and dress it up. Like you're making a movie about Ted Bundy in 2019, so you're, yeah, you're unquestionably glorifying. <laughs> it. Exactly, like a huge, huge actor playing this role. Um, yeah. But then on the other hand, you're using like real names of real victims who were actually murdered. Mm. And then on the other hand, you've kind of got as the movie transitions, like for example you may consider this a slight spoiler, but I wouldn't really, but at the end of the movie, it has like the actual names of the victims on the screen yeah, and it and is very trying to be serious. And they use some documentary footage and it's very trying to hone in on like, this is a disgusting act that happened, you know, and it's very yeah. somber and brings, brings it down. And then that's kind of a weird tone at the end where I'm like, what were you trying to actually do with this movie? Like, I'm not yeah. too sure well, what, what I, audience what you I were trying like to make this um... for.
1: Obviously, some of these documentaries or these films come out based on true events and the families kind of get, you know, of the victims. And in most cases, you know, rightly so, are very angry of the glorification mm. and the betrayal of kind of what's happened and that sort of thing. And, you know, I feel like, you know, th- it, was it that he was not trying to, you know, upset anyone, which which I understand because, you know, like we say, it was horrible things that happened and, and real lives were kind of destroyed because of it. Um, Hmm. but if you're going to take something on like that, you've got to, you've got to take it on, haven't you? You know, you either, you you either decide to not do that and just, just work off, you know, straight up fiction or, or, you know, take the ball by the horns and go for it. And it kind of was more of a baby step and kind of dip your toe in
0: yeah i think that's why we still haven't seen the sort of de facto like uh dramatization of a real life serial killer like i mm. really don't think it, it has existed and ever will exist because it gets no. to this problem like you're saying of at what point yeah. are they actually going to show the murders but then they're actual mm. people with actual yeah, real that's life the thing. names and
1: and you know we spoke about we spoke about that when when this movie kind of first came up in conversation and obviously the manson ones that are coming out like I don't know if I want that. Like as someone that Mm. we watch horror movies every week, I don't want to see something that I know really happened. You know, that's not something that interests me. And I think, you know, uh, maybe this being a bit of a misstep will show people that, yeah, let's just, let's just keep to our own imaginations. And and that's what people want to watch. Not, not the sick things that have actually happened. You know, we sometimes watch these movies to get away from the real world, (laughs) not have this unpleasant reminder
0: yeah it's a really good point bringing up the manson thing because yeah how many times have we seen like a dramatization of sharon tate being murdered Mm. like that's happened Mm. time and time again and is going to continue to happen and yet you know that 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 was a real life horrific crime but for Mm. some unknown reason it's like her name is she's basically a character now who gets killed in movies as a character yeah but it's like no she was a real woman that was actually murdered um but it just seems to happen in in so many different things
1: yeah it's Um, weird you know yes i mean the quentin tarantino movie is gonna have it for god's sake you know well, she's in it we
0: don't know if they'll like show it or anything no true um, but
1: they've, they've you know she's in it and you know the the manson family are gonna be in it as well aren't they so it's kind of yeah you know it's it's weird isn't it that kind of mm. that yeah that it bleeds the lines and it, I i just don't feel like it is necessary
0: yeah, I don't think there's an easy answer to this. I think that's what's mm. interesting about this discussion mm. is like, yeah, I'd, I don't know what I'd want from it, to be honest. Like, on yeah. one hand, I kind of understand why he showed some restraint in this movie and not showing, yeah. you know, but then like, the there's a 12-year-old detriment. girl that goes missing. And it's like, I don't want to see what actually Ted did to that poor girl. Mm. Um, but it's like, on one hand, just just hearing, you know, the exact same thing that we saw in the documentary, it doesn't really further this movie mm. anyway. So
1: I, I just think difficult. documentaries are the place for these real life things and in, yeah. in film, you know, give me fiction. I think that's where I'm at kind of, Yeah, you know, um,
0: but there was, there was one other thing that I wanted to bring up, which really stood out to me, which was, I thought the music was all over the shop in this film. Um, it, mm. it randomly pops up at random times, never really fits the tone of the scene. Songs sometimes cut off after like 10 seconds and then other times play it for a few minutes. Uh, the editing in general, I thought was really poor, like from the start kind of, it jumps time a lot, at the start where it's like suddenly he's in a bar now he's at this place and 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 i was kind of like this is really weird like i I don't know it had a weird like tone to it for someone who obviously is clearly you know a main job of a documentarian is the editing and so mm. that's something that he uh, meticulously does through all of this hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage and then to actually make a dramatization it was it was shocking to me that that was one of the weakest parts but yeah i don't
1: like i don't think we are hating on the guy at all but like i do no, think that i'm a huge
0: um, fan of his previous yeah, work oh, massive oh
1: god yeah ma- massively but i do feel like he just just as shown that he's better placed in the documentary world and kind of Mm. you know with the filmmaking there is a completely different skill set and um he he definitely his documentaries are superb and among the best Mm. that i've seen and and this film really it's not amateurish but it but it kind of it isn't the full package and it isn't from like an accomplished movie director um yeah and, and even kind of, you know, a lot of guys that we've seen the first time really understand the movie making world better and, and getting it all coming together than than what this one really does.
0: Yeah, uh, Paradise Lost the trilogy is by far oh, my favorite documentary. Oh, I've seen yeah. it so many times and I adore it. Anyone who hasn't seen it check it out. It's kind of shocking how limited the movie is like oh, the, no, the documentaries really in the are, They need to be on Netflix and get out there cuz like once people well, didn't we just, didn't we just like, them... like
1: email him to get the third part at one point. <laughs> yeah, I can't even
0: remember how I got it. Like I have them all on like these random yeah. DVDs and they're so they're, yeah. good.
1: Like yeah, it's it's such a shame that it's not you know on netflix um because the the there is a documentary of the story on there and it's mm. not the one you want to watch um yeah you know, and it's, it's a shame that this it's such an obscure documentary that you can't get hold of
0: um, yeah it's really i mean weird. i'd
1: imagine it's probably on youtube <laughs>
0: <laughs> potentially uh it mm. was because it was a hbo uh production right really, i wondered like the day, where, so... where the
1: production came from
0: I don't know if maybe in America on the HBO go, uh, is it HBO go? they sort of on demand type yeah. streaming thing. I don't know if it's on there or not. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cause like, especially with Joe being involved in Netflix now, it's like if he somehow had the rights to that, then I'm sure mm-hmm. he would be more than happy to sell it to Netflix. But yeah. Yeah. I think it um, kind of looks discussion. like it is on YouTube. Right, oh really? All what? What all the first one? <laughs> all three by the looks of it. Okay, well, check them out because they are fantastic. <laughs> they are, um, and they, they will really make are. you cry for sure. Um, they will. They're fantastic. Yeah. What's your What's your sort of recommendation for this one? Then it's a tricky one.
1: Yeah, I think you know. I kind of already said really that um, if you want to watch a horror movie, don't check this film out. Um, I think mm. if you've already seen the documentary, you don't need to. But if you're interested in Ted Bundy and you haven't seen the documentary, then this is the way to go because to see Zach Efron's performance, he is fantastic in it. I think we we always mm. spoke about it quite a bit, but he really is great in this. Um, yeah. So you get to know exactly fact, you know the, the facts of what Ted Bundy was all about and you get to see this performance. So sure, go for it then. But yeah, if you want to put on a horror movie, put on something else.
0: Yeah um yeah i completely agree like if you want to see in my opinion one of the best acting performances we've seen so far this year um in unfortunately an average movie then check this out um if you don't like Zach efron do not watch this movie um because i don't think there's anything else there worth watching this for but why um, don't you like from, zac efron guys yeah what's wrong with you goddamn it because he's fantastic in this and even yeah. if even if you don't like him actually watch this because like yeah. i think this is something that he's never done before um and he yeah. might change a lot of people's opinions of it. like people that are maybe a bit too snooty and like oh he's just that from guy who does those com- wacky sex comedies like no like he's got some acting chops trust me um, and he definitely shows it in a and he very, does not sing in this scene. movie no, but he does get shirtless and I to we didn't mention it but that is the one thing where it's like yeah his face looks like Ted Bundy but Ted Bundy <laughs> yeah, but he's still jacked as hell. <laughs> no, like it, it's so <laughs> offputting. Um they try and cover it up with some big jumpers early on and I was exactly. like oh, I respect that and then they just yeah. straight away show him I think Sharon or something. I'm like well you've ruined yeah, it. Now, like, Ted Bundy wasn't up. the Terminator. <laughs> yeah yeah um i
1: mean zach efron he, is still zach efron at the end of the day <laughs> yeah exactly it's hard he to, he's, they not done, he's not done he's not done christian bale for this movie he is still
0: no, <laughs> no it wouldn't it really wouldn't have been worth it um oh it yeah that was great, kind of low, wouldn't it yeah it would have been great to see but yeah that was kind of my main overall thoughts on this is like a, a remarkable performance in an unfortunately forgettable movie <laughs> um but yeah that was our discussion uh we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, we do have a question this week. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at shbpod. uh, Ask us horror-related questions or unhorror-related. They're always fun as well, just some random questions that we sometimes get. I mean, yeah, Um, if we get to talk
1: about Marvel movies, do it, guys.
0: Yeah, Uh, don't give us another excuse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, this week, uh, Cody has dropped us uh, a message. Um, He has asked us, uh, what is your favourite Child's Play sequel? And why? Mm. And what is your least favourite and why? Um so obviously Child's Play has been coming up on this show almost the whole time we've been doing this show, really. Um obviously yeah. reviewed kind of cult um uh or curse even. We didn't do cult, did we in the end? No, it was cult. did we do cult? Cult's the did last
0: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, we didn't yeah. do
1: curse, sorry. Yeah. Um and um obviously talked about our kind of, you know, love of the franchise and the the new movie at nauseam um but yeah where do Mm. you where do you land on this kind of which one's easier for you to answer
0: yeah well i'll definitely start with the easier one which is least favorite because i i genuinely think there's only one bad movie in the entire franchise um which is (laughs) to say bad is still seems exaggerating because i'd still watch it have fun place yeah which is clearly seed um Like Seed is the weakest movie by far. I don't care what anyone says. If anyone thinks any of them are worse than that, you are insane because the quality of the rest is so high. Um it's just the only one really that kinda has it's it's obviously that one is very much a direct sequel to Bride of Chucky, which yeah. at the time worked really well. Um, this one, just the jokes don't hit as well. They lean way too into the comedy. Like I love mm. the comedy in the Chucky movies, but it the needs all, to have the the whole horror Glenn, as well. The whole
1: Glenda thing was just mm. very odd. Um,
0: There's just a lot of stuff that doesn't yeah. hold up. Like it it's might a shame have been okay. Don's first, um, the first yeah, one
1: directorial directed. one. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. It, it is the worst one for me. Um, because mm. it, it, yeah, everything you've said, really. And it just kind of tonally, it, you know, I think horror movies at that point, uh, I think kind of Curse of Chucky was the one that did it. Um, sorry, Bride of Chucky was the one that... Um, did it and kind of everyone looked at that and went, whoa, we can we can do this. And then we got a string of non-Child's Play related kind of just absolute messes. And then kind of Seed came out. And When Seed first came out, I really disliked it. Having now uh, mm. kind of been removed and, and, and knowing that Chucky has gone back to where I want him to be um i can now watch seed and enjoy it but i I, it really does fall short in comparison to the other ones
0: yeah definitely um in regards to the best sequel that's a difficult one i think they're for me free contenders and they're all serve completely different purposes (laughs) um the first one being child's play two, which i do think is probably the best movie out of all of them Mm. um so that that probably has to be the de facto answer with it being like the best one i don't know if it's my personal favorite though um i think it's technically the best because i think it has the best horror um Mm. the best kills probably the best story as well um, yeah sort of best set pieces and just at the time it was at the height of chucky to me where it was like the first one was great how the hell do we make another one and it was like oh damn you've shown that this is now a franchise like chucky is a horror icon with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um so Charles Play 2 was amazing. Uh then the next one would be Brighter Chucky, which is like the obviously the big sort of turn away from uh the horror. It was still great horror, but way more comedy focused. Um again like a product of its time so it doesn't hold up as much now but like i still love that movie and of course the introduction of tiff um is amazing um and then obviously for me it would be colt like the most recent one because i loved colt i thought what curse did so well to get the franchise back on track Mm. colt Chucky to me is like the child's play 2 where it's like okay now it's back on track let's just up everything better kills better story um more fiona all that stuff um So yeah, like those three for me, I don't really know which one I'd pick. Like Child's Play 2, I do think is technically the best one, so I'd probably have to go for that. Um, but the other two are fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no point me just saying exactly what you've said for one minute, because I felt like I was talking then without words coming out of my mouth. Uh, (laughs) What, all three of them or? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, It's really hard to decide. And as you were Mm. talking, I kind of felt like I was going to be able to pick. And then every time you said the next one, I kind of thought it was that one. Um, yeah. It's really difficult. I think if we're talking best, it's where Charles movie, play free is
0: really forgettable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think two is you know it is the best movie. Um, mm. I think probably my favorite because you know that that is the question. What's your favorite? Yeah. I think my favorite is Bride um, mm. because it's just it's so good. It is so charming, and like you say, Tiff just kind of steals the show. Really. Um, see, so yeah, I think, I think if I've got really you know, placed my mask on one of them, I think it's it's going to be bride for my favorite, mm. um, but best too.
0: Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think the show's like me. we we've we've discussed <laughs> we like it time and time yeah. yeah, like we've discussed it so much. The most underrated horror franchise of all time by none and it's not even mm-hmm. close because they are the there's genuine quality throughout most of the movies except for one, and that's unheard of. And like you say, the mm-hmm. same canon up until this point, which is a real shame. Uh yeah. Rest in peace, the canon of the last thirty years. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh yeah, what what a franchise. Um but uh yeah thank you very much for that question cody um but uh yeah i did watch uh, a couple of movies in the last week actually um that i want to bring up the the first two i'm going to talk about very briefly because we did do shows on them so if you want to hear our full discussions (laughs) check them out um the first one being get out uh, i just wanted to mention it because it was the first time i've seen it post us um which was a great it was just wonderful again like i watched the movie god so many times must be like into the double figures now and it's just amazing like i love it every single time the, the thing that's so remarkable to me about this movie is how iconic so many of the moments are for a movie that's only two years old yeah. um like the sunken place everyone knows what that is like it's you just have to say that and everyone knows immediately and you have that image you know of daniel with the tears running down his face um it's amazing and like yeah i, I just cannot wait to, to watch us as many times as, I, as i've watched get out um, I can't wait to watch us again like in the middle of watching Get Out, I'm like, oh, is this better than Us? And then I think back to all the moments in uh-huh. Us, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, but Us is more of a horror movie as well. And it's like, oh, but yeah, they're they're just amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a great world genius. to live
1: in. When when you're choosing between these two movies like there's yeah. not there's not a bad answer there you're gonna have a great time
0: yeah they're two two of my genuinely favorite movies i've ever seen yeah. um the next one is a movie that we saw at fright fest last year and i've been meaning to check out ever since um which is one life changer nice. um obviously we saw it on the on the little screen in randomly yeah. and really enjoyed it enough to put it on our top 10 so i've been i really wanted to rewatch it just to be like were we crazy like because my memory was very hazy of that movie no, we weren't crazy uh, <laughs> yeah so rewatching it and yeah it's it's fantastic like it's mm. it's very much an indie horror movie and you need to know that going in like it's uh a very very small production but like they do such a good job of like the special effects are amazing um and it's kind of unbelievable how good the acting is considering that obviously our main character being a shapeshifter so you don't have like one actor to kind of anchor yeah. you throughout the whole movie but like each portrayal of the shapeshifter from like four or five different actors are all equally brilliant of um, good isn't it yeah and i just i i still think the movie is like so emotionally involved and i love the voiceover and everything it's just a brilliant movie like i don't want to say too much about it because people it's such an unheard of movie that i just want to uh, an excuse to bring it up again and Definitely. say i've watched it again it's brilliant please go and support this movie um oh,
1: it's so yeah the it's last so, one, it's so charming as well that's the thing it's got yeah. so much heart to it
0: yeah it's really awesome like and it's so different as well for a lot of movies that we've seen for mm. the show um but yeah, this last one is one that um I just picked up recently, which was uh, one of the latest Blu-ray releases, um, which is Cujo, Um nice. which yeah, I don't even know if I've ever properly seen. Like maybe no, in the past I have. Like maybe on video we might have watched it. Like I have no idea. Um but this was, yeah, the latest sort of Eureka release, uh, the people that brought us the troll collection, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, this came out a couple of weeks ago, I think, sort of in April. Um so I picked it up and it's it's funny like how much it's kind of aping the uh, Arrow limited editions Yeah yeah, um, because it's like like the presentation on it is exactly the same you identical. get obviously the you get the blu-ray you get it in the little box you get like the little art book um the only thing it's missing is like the poster which is a shame because i love the little posters you get in the arrow ones um but yeah the transfer is absolutely gorgeous and i believe this is the first time as well that this movie has been available in the uk on blu-ray um which is fantastic uh, but yeah the movie itself i really enjoyed like it's yeah. kind of insane how many like good stephen king adaptations there have been um compared to the bad ones because like Mm. you know that's such a limited amount and i feel like the ratio is like off the charts really for what you could hope for um based upon these obviously iconic books but um it's the i don't know how much you remember of the movie um it's it's really weird because i've never
1: seen it to be honest
0: yeah, the, the main bulk of the movie being obviously Cujo, like this sort of killer dog attacking this um mother and child is amazing. Like all those action sequences look so good. Obviously, the fact that it's like there's no CGI or anything, it is all just like real dogs and a man in a dog suit at times, but you can't tell. Um, and yeah, <laughs> It, it just is, is really terrifying still now, which is the best part about it. I thought like I was genuinely nervous at times watching it with this like dog snarling at the gla- grass. And like the, the performance from obviously D Wallace, who's the star is amazing, but the kid as well is bloody brilliant. Um, And yeah, that aspect of it's amazing. But the weird part is you can tell it's a Stephen King book in like the worst way possible where there's like this whole story with the, the mom. And she's like cheating on her husband and 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 it's like they spend so much time on that in the movie, yeah. and then it just goes nowhere and is never really explained um and you can kind of tell like oh, okay, like in the book, this would have had two hundred pages dedicated yeah. to it, yeah. where it really meant something, but in the movie, would they it? set it up and it just, <laughs> it's just completely worthless yeah, maybe, who knows, <laughs> or it would have been two hundred pages that went nowhere I'm um, like being generous there. <laughs> Because that's what happened in the movie. Um, so maybe it is a, a good adaptation. See, that's the thing. I don't know if it's the movie's fault or the book's fault. Um, but the whole subplot is just completely pointless. Um, but the actual dog action is amazing. Still, um, and I really enjoyed it. Like you say, it's it's crazy watching like this, and obviously Carrie, which I was blown away by, and a few of these other ones. Like uh, I just want to. I've been meaning to rewatch The Shining as well, which I'm I absolutely say, going You need to, to watch The course. Shining yeah I, I love the Shining. Anyway, i already know that i oh, do yeah. but i've i've not seen it for a good few years and obviously with with dr sleep coming i'm definitely going to check it out um but yeah really enjoyed it i'd highly recommend nice. this like eureka been doing some good stuff like we have we're yeah, blessed definitely. in the uk because we have eureka we have arrow um i think there's there's another one as well that are releasing like dawn of the dead later on this year yeah um, yeah and i think it's so like
1: monster are the ones that, that put out the um uh 31 and uh oh nice death so you know
0: that's something yeah so like they, but that's awesome though like they there's clearly a market for this they clearly there's clearly enough of a market to make money which is great because i do feel sorry for people in overseas and other countries because they just don't get this level of quality um and we're very blessed for that you know we get screwed over with cinema release dates but we get lovely fancy blu-rays of old movies so Mm. that's cool hell yeah (laughs) um but yeah, yeah what I have, you, have second, you been watching anything like? the guys that are doing the dawn of the dead that's the one, one. yeah because they're releasing martin as well which i yeah, want exactly. i want to buy that yeah
1: um yeah well i've I've only watched one new movie um mm. well an old movie uh yeah uh, continuing down my uh watching all of the blu-rays that i keep buying and catching up with them i watched phantasm 2
0: Oh, yeah, Um, this is the Arrow box set, isn't
1: it? Yeah, the Arrow box set, fantastic Arrow box set. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting these movies because I knew that kind of they're all um, written and directed by the same guy and kind of like have a lot of recurring cast through them. So quite similar to the Child's Play kind of franchise with that respect and kind of spanned an insane amount of time. Um, Phantasm 2 literally picks up where the end scene of Phantasm 1 ends, you know, where the movie ends. Nice. Um, our two characters love are kind of in a, in, in kind of, um, in the house talking about the events that have just happened and you basically get that scene. One character goes upstairs and shit goes down again. Um, yeah. So, um, I, I really like that. Um, the movie, the movie's is just kind of fun. You know, it's kind uh, there's some really cool, um, Basically, our two surviving characters from the first movie uh, have now decided that they're going to go hunt the tall man. And um, there's a great scene where they kind of break into this hardware store and steal a load of kind of weapons and, you know, all, all different kind of blunt instruments and that sort of thing. And then there's this whole montage where they're making these crazy weapons uh, where one character kind of uh, makes two sawn-off shotguns and then welds them together into one super soft <laughs> shotgun, uh, which was just... Nice. It was just great, yeah. Um, it took a long while for that shotgun to get used, but it, it was satisfying when it did. And yeah, mm. it's, it's a fun movie. Again, like, the one thing I really like about this is the soundtrack. It has a really great sound to it, kind of continuing the theme from the first movie. But yeah, just a really good sound. And you, I can tell why people love these movies. It's it's slightly more difficult watching them when I when I'm kind of watching them fresh in 2019. But I'm still enjoying them. Um, and enjoying kind of watching the whole journey unravel Um, Hmm. but yeah that's it in terms of movies I mean kind of a couple of weeks ago we we said we we're going to talk about some video games and then we didn't get around to it um mm. and i need to talk about a certain video game um <laughs> came out a couple of weeks ago and that's cuphead mm. um obviously i think you spoke about it quite a bit especially when we did our kind of end of year list um you played the kind of beta version that was on some weird platform <laughs> um and now finally cuphead has released on a console that people have uh it's on nintendo mm. switch and uh <laughs> My God, the game, I really, it was a game that I've been obsessing over having not played and kind of scared of when it was, when I knew I was going to get to play it because of what, you know, people have said about difficulty and everything else, but that really doesn't need to come into the conversation with this game. And I feel like Mm. it has been so much of the conversation with the game and the game should be the conversation because it is so fantastic. It's one of the most charming games I've ever played and I've just been obsessed with it. Um... It um al- almost to the point of unhealthy, like because this game does destroy your mind, be- not because you have to concentrate so much on it and it's so bright and so vivid. There have been countless nights where I haven't been able to sleep because I've just been playing this game for like four hours and then try to yeah. go to bed and I just have I just have cop on my brain. But it is really worth talking about for anyone that kind of you know enjoys video games and hasn't checked this out because it's something really special. Kind of, if you don't know anything about it, it's it's kind of inspired by the nineteen kind of thirties kind of cartoons, and it just looks straight up like a nineteen thirties cartoon, like a HD version of that. Um, Mm. And when you You really have to believe it, yeah. And kind of when I watch trailers of it. I couldn't imagine playing the game like even watching gameplay it didn't feel like gameplay so when I was when I actually jumped in and kind of got a controller in my hand and felt me controlling that character it was a really great experience and you know like I say I loved the game thoroughly from start to finish um the second I beat the game I just had to go straight back on expert mode and go through it again because it was it was absolutely insane I mean obviously you've you've picked this one up on the switch as well and kind of haven't already played it, how do you find it kinda playing it again
0: yeah i mean it's it's great like it's it's that same wonderful brilliant game it's it's so perfect, like I think it's the the controls and everything fit perfectly, but just the overall look and sound of that game is unlike anything I think I've ever played, where mm-hmm. it's every single frame every single uh, shot of animation is so beautifully crafted and you, and you can just feel the love pouring out of it mm. and that's the the type of like indie game that i love where it's a, it's clearly this massive passion project of this small little team in canada yeah and they've made something remarkable which is just going to live on for so long it's um, so I,
1: it's so like it got a like massive hype and all joking aside about kind of consoles and where it came out and everything else like that's just you know that's just Whatever, but when this game did come out on the Xbox, obviously it it didn't seem to find like crazy hype and audience and kind of like the legs that I think it really did deserve. And people were mm. talking about it, but this game should be shouted out from the rooftops. I think, um, yeah, because it really is something special. It's basically kind of like each level is just, or well, pretty much every level is a boss battle straight from the start, and you just have to beat this boss. Um, but each boss has its own kind of wave and they just each boss transforms uh, each wave into something more and more exciting to watch and every one of them's charming i don't think there mm. was a single boss that i didn't enjoy visually just seeing what happened there were some yeah. bosses that i was like jesus christ this is tough but i wasn't but every one of them i thought was charming and um i think that's the thing about this game like I, when as soon as you beat one you're just so interested to see what the next one looks like and each one of them is so different there are there are certain themes throughout kind of where two or three kind of chain together um and then kind of the, the last two bosses in the game are just fantastic and kind of really just build on everything that you've learned and then just says you know bring it now and um mm. i i loved them all there wasn't there, there was, um, you know, like I say, I, I couldn't stop playing the game. I also think that, um, you know, with with the Switch, I wasn't sure what it would be like on handheld. Um, but I think the game plays great on handheld. And I kind of found it equally as enjoyable on both, which is what I find with the Switch with almost everything. But was very, yeah. I thought this was going to be a, a, a big screen experience, but it really works on both.
0: Yeah, that's what's like so incredible at this, about the Switch really. Is that there's so many of these big games that you think like, "Oh, okay, it's awesome that you have it on the mm. Switch because you play it on your TV," but then it's it's portable and it's it's the same game and it and it runs as well and obviously they have mm. so many amazing games now on the Switch that you can just take on the go. Um like I've been playing Dark Souls Remastered recently and the fact that that's a game that you can play in your hands is un- unreal. Um and there's so many like Skyrim's on this game on this thing. And know, obviously like the, the and mario and now cuphead and like the standard of what used to be a portable game they have just completely blown out of the water like it's not even close like i loved you know game boy and ds and 3ds but it's like no no no. like if you class this just as a handheld it shits over everything yeah i like as a regularly
1: go to the opticians because of those handhelds you know (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) whereas now we're having games that look as good as they do on a tv like it's it's remarkable. Yeah. It's a I beautiful was just happy system. I got
1: backlight, you know, and now we've got this. Yeah. It's just, it's mad.
0: Yeah. Like, I just can't wait. Like, obviously, my, my probably my most anticipated game of the year comes out next month, which is Super Mario Maker 2. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm just going to disappear into that world again, and I just cannot wait. Um, I really yeah, cannot, I cannot wait. wait. It's the an amazing stuff stuff system. Gonna make. Yeah, it's going to be so good. I've, I've already started, like, sketching out the levels in my head. I just cannot wait. Um, but, Boy, yeah, it's... Like, it's is that is that what you've been sort of playing right lately then
1: yeah pretty much i mean i have picked up days gone um which Mm. is more more definitely more of a horror game um it it hasn't been getting um like super hot reviews but i'm thoroughly enjoying it it's exactly what i want it's it's for me it's basically far cry with zombies you know you've got this kind of big open world where there are these um enemy camps which are you know humans that you need to take out there's stealth elements um And then you've got the zombies as well, and there are different kind of um, ways to combat combat those. Sometimes it's kind of nests that you have to destroy. Sometimes it's a a whole horde and kind of, you know, choosing to tackle them. It is scary because the zombies are super quick and they damage you really quickly. So it's not something like a um, Dead Rising if you get swarmed by four or five zombies, you're done. Um, and that really is a different element to something that kind of... You know, we've we've obviously played games like The Last of Us, which is kind of ammo scarcity and enemies that are tough. This is more just kind of the, the the sheer volume of enemies. I kind of just went into this cave and there was like a hundred of them, and I just knew I was fucked. I was just like, well, I I mean, I've just made a mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've watched so many zombie movies, and yet I walked straight into this goddamn cave, and (laughs) I paid the price. And, yeah, I think it's really, really been overlooked by people kind of – the criticisms i 've heard are kind of more story based and that sort of thing, but I really don 't care less about that. I just want a cool zombie world that I can get lost in and just kind of clear the map um, you know you 've played a lot of the far cry games you play the games to just clear the map really don 't you that you know a lot of yeah. the far cry games do have great story, which obviously elevates definitely, but the main reason why you play those games for forty hours are. The, uh, the, 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 how fun it is to clear the map. And, and I'm finding this fun so far and, and definitely one I'm going to play more.
0: Yeah, it's one I, I want to definitely give a go in the future. Um, mm. but yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see kind of like, there's so many zombies. Like, do you see that World War Z game that just, yeah, came that out?
1: dropped like two weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it look, I didn't know I anything
0: flying. about that prior to it coming out.
1: Yeah, I was, you know, I was half, um, I'd heard of it and was half excited about it, and then when I just saw mm. how close it was to Days Gone, I'm like, Well, yeah, so there's similar. only gonna be one of those I'm gonna pick up, and I'm gonna pick up the, the you know the bigger one, the bigger release of the two. Because it's not even a full retail game, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think it is. Yeah. It's a weird, yeah, weird I just weird, thought weird that game. was such a weird timing considering it's like the movie was so long ago, but then the next movie is still nowhere to be seen, and then this game just randomly drops on this license, <laughs> like it's so weird. It's weird. It was, it was one of those things that you used to see, where these video game, yeah. you know, licenses they would just randomly get them and just drop this game. But
1: when are we going to yeah. get an Ash vs. Evil Dead video game? That's
0: what I want to know. I know those Evil Dead games on the PS2 were so much fun. Oh, like they were the best. Yeah, I don't know. I think the dream's over. Like he's, you know, he's in. what, is he in Dead by Daylight? Um, yeah. People want him to be in Mortal Kombat, but he's already tweeted saying that it's not going to happen, which is a shame. Because um, that would just be so sick to see Bruce be in the good. new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, especially a game um, that you can
1: actually kind of control the character a bit more on. Because uh, I saw that Dead yeah. by Daylight are getting Ghostface now.
0: Yeah, like, I saw that That as game well, is yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, they got everyone, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Should we, should we save for some TV chat for next week? Yeah, let's
1: do it. There's yeah. not, there's not like, a massive what? TV show going around right now
0: no like this is game of thrones is still on like i i for what it's worth i enjoyed this week like it was fun but um yeah i feel like yeah. th- there's a conversation i want to have about game of thrones kind of when it finishes because the, the thing i find most interesting now is the slowly turning against it it seems like for most people mm-hmm. um and it really reminds me of the end of lost in so many yeah. ways where the show was so big and then like right before the final hurdle it seemed like everyone turned on it and now looking back on it it seems like everyone hates that show when at the time, that's absolutely oh, on happening.
1: yeah
0: well and i'm wow. really curious now. like i'm not this is a bold prediction because i'm curious how the next two episodes are going to end but i feel like if they don't nail the landing it's going to be that retroactive history thing again where people are going to be like yeah game of Thrones, that wasn't very good and like to even think that that's going to be the reception of that yeah, now is, is crazy but i could yeah. see it happening i really could because people are slowly starting to turn on it and it's it's strange to me anyway it's um, interesting but yeah, we'll touch on that. Obviously when it's next week, we'll definitely talk about it. Cause that'll be kind of the one before the end. So we'll have yeah. a lot to say, um, but yeah, next week we're going to have to be talking about a little conjuring spin-off movie. Um, really? What are your, what are your, what are your excitement levels <laughs> for this one? Yeah. I mean, can we do something else? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see if there's anything interesting, but <laughs> we probably should see it. Like, I don't know. I feel like the hype level is non-existent. <laughs> yeah trailers and tv because like we've yeah. we've not Man, talked about we, twilight we zone in a very long time Pikachu, i'm not gonna lie yeah that <laughs> as well like there's so many cool things like why why <laughs> have they got to release a condo spin-off now uh, like yeah. i'm so hyped like <laughs> um but yeah that was episode 142 where we discussed the extremely long title which is a ted bundy movie with zach efron in it uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon
1: see you later everyone I soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that